signing up a real estate agent and their services there's no one telling you what to sign and not what to what to sign and not what to sign we're going to teach you right now stay tuned Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes. Myself, Michael Bergio, also known as number one commercial agent in New South Wales, and Mark Novak. How are you? <laughs> Good, thanks, Novak Djokovic. Novak yeah. Djokovic. Novak Djokovic. I've told my parents not to call me Michael anymore. To call me number one. <laughs> it's Just true. Kidding. It's true. But um, this is a big you topic. I love it. Um, this is a big topic because you're always, you want to know and you're always asking the agent who's obviously wanting one outcome and you don't know what's best for you. Um, and you may not know what are the different agency agreements for selling, renting, residential property, commercial property. You just want to, you want to know. So this morning we're going to be talking about when an open agency may apply when an exclusive agency will apply rentals and sale. <laughs> Luke Moroni, Frida, Jeff. That's <laughs> uh, a good one. Um, okay, so Mark, what happened? let's start with residential rentals. Tenants moved out. Yeah, what so you've got to, basically when you're, when you're appointing a real estate agent to sell for you, to rent for you, you must do it in writing. That's the law. So you can't just say, mate, can you sell my place? Or mate, lady, can you rent my place? Or whatever the order is. You've got to actually do it in writing. So the agents have a standard pro forma of what the government makes them have in writing. And it's called a... Sorry, I was reading. So, yeah, go on. Agency agreement. Agency agency agreement so there's an agency agreement between the seller and the agent that gets authorized the agent must sign it and all owners must sign it when selling and there's also a rental agency agreement um that that gets put in place between the agent and the uh people that are renting out their property as well all people renting out their property have to sign it as well so these are the two agreements that we're going to talk about this morning rentals and sales and then within those rentals and sales there's things you really must watch for there's hooks there's stuff there's costs you really got to keep an eye for some of these things in there let's talk about them yeah so on residential rentals you commonly see an exclusive leasing and management agreement a lot of the time there's two in one you've got the management agreement which has the leasing in there more often than not it is exclusive um the tenant the agent that finds the tenant manages the property you can what's this um, commercial residential leasing agreement managing can you say that again most of the time a, re a residential leasing management agreement is in one a management agreement with the leasing clause in there. More often than not, the owners will have the agent manage it as well. Um, so that's pretty common to go exclusive. The things to watch out there would be the termination period is a big one. If you're not happy with the services, that's that's probably your biggest one. Um, some people have four months, three months, two months. That's probably the biggest hook 
uh, you want to look in there and also other charges and what are the services they're actually applying. And with a leasing and agreement, yep. You've got to be careful because this stuff's not regulated. So there's not like a minute, there's not like a minimum or maximum sort of thing within that. Um, so it's really, really, you've got to be really careful. These costs are not standardized across the industry. As Luke says, negotiate the terms and conditions. But a big thing people don't realize, um, the three-month management, it can sort of be, it can sort of not matter. And what I mean by that is when, we, when you, let's say you're not happy, you find a new agency. That new agency, more often than not, can pay out the fees they would have gotten for that termination period. A lot of owners make a big deal out of it because they go, well, what if I'm not happy, I can't move for three months? It's not the case. A good managing agent who you're engaging their new services will go, they have a three-month termination. They would have accrued, five, uh, say, 5% on $500, $25. Over three months, let's say it's 100 bucks. We'll pay the outgoing agent $100. We take the management straight away and we start collecting. So it's a hook, but if you know how the process works, then it's not too bad. If you're going to self-manage, then, yeah, you would have to pay them out and you you would collect it. Um, and a leasing right, agreement. So guys and girls, we are talking about rentals if you've just tuned in. Uh, how to appoint an agent with a rentals agreement and then a sales agreement. That's going to come up in a second. Sorry, Michael, back to you. Yeah, and there's a few little things like marketing. What do you pay for? What do you not pay for? But just remember, marketing's a tax write-off. A lot of owners get really caught up over a couple hundred dollars and the asset's worth half a million. It's Let's look at the big picture. Let's get a good tenant. And I think owners, look at it long-term. Get professional photography and you can reuse them. So, But that's another topic. Leasing agreement. Just, Mark, talk us about if you're going to self-manage or you've got another agent to manage it. What's the leasing agreement look like? Well, guys, don't forget there's two distinct functions in what an agent does for rentals. One is locating that tenant, just the tenant, at the rent you want, at the time you want to go in. Uh, the second is to look after that tenant over a 12, 24, 36 months, whatever, five-year period, whatever it is, that would be a managing agency agreement. So there's two functions, and like Michael said, they're built into one agreement. The leasing function, the locating of the tenant function, um, basically in residentials one week, um, plus Ustoy, um, and in com commercial, 10, 11, 12%, depending on the tenure, three, three, five, 10 year, 15 year leases, whatever. So yep. uh, it's 10% of the annual of the annual rent that comes in. So uh, that's the leasing function. And at the end of the day, as an owner, you do get to choose the eight, the tenant that you'd like to put in. The agent will present that tenant to you and you get to choose them. But it, it, it's the authority to say, I'm happy to pay that amount and I'm happy for you to act for me. Now, Michael, do you have to use an exclusive leasing agreement for residential or commercial? No, you can that have one, one agency only. No, you can have multiple agents and agencies marketing your property and have it as a little bit as a free for all. Whoever finds the tenant is the winner. Um, sometimes this is a good strategy Sometimes it's not. And the thing to remember is 
if an agent has, let's say they've got 10 properties and nine of those properties, they're guaranteed commission if they work hard, find the tenant that you're happy with. And one property, they've got a one in 5% chance. Think about yourself, where would you mainly focus? On the property that you have a 25% chance of getting paid or the nine where the clients have guaranteed you pay payment if you find the services and who have backed you. So be mindful of that. Um, there are occasions where the lead time or leasing time may be quite long, especially in commercial property. There may be average days on market six to nine months and the and it's quite common. Commercial northern beaches, especially retail, it's quite common an owner will be his calls their top three agents. There you go, you all have access, you all have marketing privileges. But the one thing I always arm wrestle with that is the owners goes, I won't spend anything, you guys go. And then you just get half ass marketing because no one knows who's getting paid. It could take six months. Let's just do iPhone photos. Let's just Look, put it online or it's... If you're not committing to one agent, why would one agent commit to you? It's simple, guys. That's leasing. That's management. That's the agency agreements. Let's talk about sales. Yeah, sales uh, quite often is an ex residential, once again, exclusive agreement, open agreement. A lot of the time, an owner will go exclusive, potentially in the pre-market, off-market, before realestate.com phase. So, sorry, Mark. Sorry, Michael. Sole. So you got you got exclusive. Only agency can only agent one agent can sell it. Owner cannot sell. Sole. The owner or one agent can sell it. You don't see them much, but a sole agency is is a, is not a bad option, and it's a, it's there. And three is the open. Back to you. Yeah. So you sometimes before going to market. An agent may say to two, uh, owner may say to two agents, hey, we're thinking of selling, do you have anyone? And they'll come through. But most often than not, because the marketing campaign is five to $10,000, you, you want to back one horse. So the interview period, the agent selection is rigorous. You're looking at all their past deals and you go, I'm going to spend 10 grand. I'm going to invest 10 grand on my property. I'm going to, rather than going, two grand on say three agents or not at all, you know it has to be done. It's a it's a big asset. So you back one horse and you give them a time frame of 60, 90, three months to find it. But I just want to clarify, a lot of people don't understand with a sole exclusive, it's, the, it's because sometimes another agent will approach you with the buyer. They can do a deal with the existing agent and you don't have to be on the market the whole time if you're not happy. If it's 90 days and after one month you've decided not to sell, you can withdraw the property. It's just, and it just means that they, and if you find the buyer yourself, you can still sell, but they get paid. Exclusive basically means no matter who buys it. I know some owners just, that's probably, we can go to a lot more detail around that, but yeah, Mark, what about with commercial or any open listing? Maybe on a, a larger property, days on market a little bit longer, you sometimes see that. When do you see an open yeah, look, on I residential? I think exclusive is the way to go. I think open, opens are normally 
when you don't want to commit to one agent. And I've got to say, if you don't want to commit to one agent, you probably haven't find, found the right real estate agent out there. You know, very, very, not very, very common. Um, we're talking about selling now, obviously commercial renting a little bit different, but certainly with selling, um, exclusive you do get a committed agent working for you spending money on you spending time for you open it's sort of like maybe just one buyer through uh, i don't really want to commit to you not even for one day i just want to do an open um and uh or if a property hasn't sold over a long period you may have an open with three or four agents um out there yeah michael good question um a lot of agents are putting a range in their commission section rather than fix eg 1.5 percent. the vendor on successful sale thoughts boys i've been doing this for about a couple of years now um flexi fee basically the way i present it to clients is agents will come in at the beginning where they've just meant beating their chest saying they're the best and they want the highest fee um but we haven't proven ourselves we haven't worked so i i say to vendors i can do it two ways we can do a straight a flat like a, a a flat fee or i like to do a flexi fee and it's not based on price because i say to vendors you can have a you can get a great price and have a shit experience that's not what i want i want it to be based on your happiness at the end of the sale you may be very happy the market wasn't there and you get the price and you choose so I, I love that flexi fee, been doing it a while. It's really good. It takes basically the whole commission conversation out. Commission, I don't want it to be a, like when you're talking about the strategy, commissions are relevant. It's it's almost like where people go, yeah, it, I want to take it out. I want to speak about it later. Let's talk about how we're going to get the best price for the property. Commission and price, I almost want to not talk about because commission, you don't want the cheapest agent. Price, we're not buying it. But how are we going to talk about the process and the steps to get the best price is the is the conversation. So, um, Michael, good, good, yeah, we do it now, uh, Mark. So, in, a, in, a, in an agency agreement, there there's a couple of elements to keep an eye out for is the fee that you're nominating. So that's if the agent successfully sells a property, there's a percentile that'll go, which will go against the sales price. Um, the other thing that'll be on there is how long you're committing to that agent. Typically, you're seeing anywhere between 30 to 90 days in the industry. Again, that's up for it's up for grabs between you and the real estate agent. And then the third one's marketing. So that's okay. I understand what the percentage is if you get on the sale of the property. I understand how long it'll be exclusive with you for in the event of not selling. How long will this last for? And then the third one will be marketing, which will be what am I actually up for if you don't sell the property? or you do sell the property, what to the dollar and am I, am I up for? And the government makes the industry put that in writing, the, the, the advertising, the percentage and that and the term. Exactly. Now, commercial sales, uh, it's, quite, it's quite common in, there's two scenarios. It's quite common to have an open sale agreement, but it's also an, an exclusive. Now, um, on typical assets, which are highly desirable and very and saleable even if they take three months but they're a, they're a, a desired asset same sort of deal an owner spending 10 grand on marketing they nominate one agent they do the campaign if it doesn't sell then sometimes then it will go to open quite commonly but then some assets 
where days on market has been six months, 12 months, you could see it go to open agreement straight away. But also a lot of deals are sort of done off market prior and that's open as well, where it's a very tight knit bubble of um, clients and they've gone to three clients and sort of three agents and said, hey, if you get this price, I'll sell. It, and that's yeah. ancient agreements. Yeah, and Michael suggested this comment, uh, this topic. Thank you very much, Tony. Um, what's your exit clause from an exclusive agency if you're not happy? Uh, pretty. Oh, to be honest, we haven't uh, exit clause. If you're not happy, we just exit. I, I don't. I. If you get to the stage that they that, that they want out, it's it's not. I, I don't try and hold it. Obviously, you, you don't want to get to that stage, but if they're in a position... Oh, I've never had it happen in my life. Yeah. Um, you just sort of it's, end up um, regardless of what's written in the one, thing. You, know, you don't want to, yeah. Yeah, it's one... You can, you can end by mutual agreement. So if both parties decide to walk away, put it in writing, and even that 30, 90, um, 60 days can, by mutual agreement, be terminated by if mutually agreed by both parties. And don't forget that even when that agreement's over, guys, I've sold clients' property six months later and the yeah. outgoing agent or the out the, the the old agent has claimed for a commission. So just don't forget that even if you've got an open agreement, even if you've got an exclusive that's expired, just make sure you nail the agent um, with a letter, the outgoing agent, because um, your new agent who may do a wonderful job and sell it, you may have to pay two commissions. Yep, perfect. And that's a wrap. Thank you, everyone. Monday, it's a good day. Good start to the week. Hey, Mike, hey, Michael, what's this? Ready? Yeah. Oh, Mark, watch, watch this. this. Watch this. <laughs>